Good morning. I was brought into this world 47 years ago to two amazing people, my mum and dad, Pam and Des, who have always been and still continue to be the most loving, supportive, generous and caring beyond words. Mum has been an active member of her village church for as long as I can remember, with dad helping out behind the scenes with the maintenance and upkeep of the building. But that was always mum's thing never pushing myself or my sister Nikki to follow. We both supported fundraising events where possible, but for me, a support for mum rather than the church. She always seemed to me to be worked tirelessly for seemingly very little reward in terms of attendances and recognition, something that I never really understood why. So how come I'm stood here today? By far a bigger influence in my life was that for nearly 20 years they were both Cub Scout leaders at Mickleton fueling my own lifelong passion for scouting, outdoors, adventure and challenges. After my own time as a scout, I later returned to scouting as a leader, when my own children were old enough and interested in joining. This is where I met Lorna and Chris Shawcross, over 12 years ago now. Together as the main group leadership team, we have embarked on some amazing trips and experiences taking groups of scouts all over the place, whether caving in Yorkshire, kayaking on some of the most beautiful lakes in the UK, or hiking in some most remote places in the country. Joined by other leaders along the way, we have run three trips and taken over 50 young people to Switzerland, to the International Scout Centre at Kandersteg, joining thousands of scouts from all around the world for weeks of international, cultural and ecological immersion. It's at places like these where you can appreciate the world in all its beauty. The most spiritually satisfying moments for me have come when sat on top of a glacial mountain at sunrise, above the clouds, in total peace, drinking a cup of tea. Or remote camping in rarely trodden areas surrounded by nature and peace, which the average person on the street would never know even existed. So if all this was created by God, why would I ever want to sit in an old, cold building on a hard bench seat listening to someone dressed in robes drone on about stuff I really have no idea about. So how come I'm here today? Five years ago, I took over the running of our older teenage section, Random Explorer Scout Unit. Needing extra adult help, I was joined by a very enthusiastic parent by the name of Kerry. I had known Kerry years before, as she was my sister's best friend when their daughters were both toddlers but had had little contact over the years in between. It was also at this time I lost a very good friend to cancer. She was the life and soul of the party when I knew her well, passing at only 41 and leaving two young children. This emotional experience made me realise there must be more to my life, my then life, and I needed something to change to make my life more complete and more rewarding. Kerry was also experiencing difficulties in her marriage, but that's not for me to discuss here. And whilst away on camp, in a very cold, wet Scottish Highlands, we would talk about each other's lives and problems, becoming close friends and confidants. This closeness led into the need for companionship, and we found ourselves having an affair. After a relatively short time period, we inevitably got found out, and standing looking into each other's eyes, we declared that if we meant it, we would stand by our choices and become a couple. This decision has had huge ramifications and the ripple effect is still seen far and wide. Marriages split, 
six children's lives turned upside down, parents getting temporary lodgers, and a massive amount of stress and upset. But one thing kept us going, that although we knew what we had done was wrong, we had done it for the right reasons, and we were meant to be together. We found a house to rent, moved in with Kerry's children, G, Izzy, and Will. My daughter, Shannon, who had already moved out of the family home, also supported us. Alas, my other two grown-up children have still to understand and accept what's happened, but I do pray that one day they will find a way to talk to us again. During this turbulent time, Lorna invited Kerry to attend an Alpha course. After a couple of declines and a false start, Kerry went along. Now, I had of course known about the Baptist Church through Lorna and Chris, but never took much notice of it, and thought, well, if Kerry gets something out of it, then fair enough. This naturally led to Kerry and the children start to go to church on a Sunday morning. This was fine by me, as it gave me a few hours each week to get some jobs done on my own. Mow the grass, clean out the rabbits, and have a quick spin on the motorbike. Lovely. I was invited along as a partner to some church do's, a meal for all the family from the Alpha team, Christmas plays, and to meet Kerry's new friends from church. Dutifully, I tagged along, and to give credit, I did talk to some nice folk, and they actually seemed generally interested in me. At one of these events, I was introduced to Ali and Jack, Alan and Jackie Slough. Some of you may have heard of them, and instantly felt comfortable in their presence. Now, I'm a salesman by profession, and I will talk to anyone, prince or pauper, but it's unusual to find people you have a true connection with from the off. Time moved on, and I would occasionally attend a Sunday morning service, feeling quite uncomfortable, not knowing any of these modern tunes, and always greeted with a smile, warm handshake, and made to feel welcome. Admittedly, I still didn't have a clue what they were being talked about. Then Alan invited me to go to the next Alpha course. I obviously declined, and it wasn't mentioned again. Kerry tried to persuade me, and when Alan asked me again, just before it was due to start, for some reason I gave in and agreed to go. Just for the food, you understand. Now, the course was interesting and thought-provoking and gave me a place to view my thoughts about my faith and the church. We had a great table, and I left with new and accepted viewpoints. I was still going to stay home and clean out the rabbits on a Sunday, though. Life at home was at last reasonably settled, and we were preparing to take 24 scouts to Switzerland, and I decided that this would be a good time to ask Kerry to marry me. Secretly, I asked the children if they'd be okay with this, and got a resounding yes. I confided with Sharon, one of our other leaders, brought the ring, and asked to hide it in Sharon's luggage, and we set off for Europe. I purposely waited for the right moment, and stood, and while stood in an alpine lake, some 500 metres above the height of Ben Nevis, surrounded by the most incredible, dramatic scenery you can ever imagine, and in front of 24 scouts, five leaders, countless other bystanders, I got on one knee. Thankfully, she said yes. On arrival home, the engagement buzz had gone round, and we were being congratulated by all quarters, none less than the people from church. Almost passing strangers would come to me on the Sunday mornings I did attend and say congratulations. I didn't understand why. Here was I, a scout leader who had committed adultery by having an affair, divorced, shunned by his own children, living in sin with his now divorced partner, feeling like I should be smited by the almighty finger of God from above. 
But no, given hugs and love on our good news. I needed more answers. During the next few months, we started working on wedding arrangements as well as everyday life, work, and a succession of scouting training activities. Life has its ups and downs, and we are no different. And a couple of times along the way, the downs really came to bite. But there was always a friendly couple or a listening ear to find out to be found at exactly the right moment. Coincidence? After talking to Mum again, I enrolled once more on Alpha, this time taking Mum along as well. Now I know I've been to a few of these baptisms, and yes, it does sound as though today's service is sponsored by Alpha. (laughs) But there is a reason for that. Sat listening to the talks from Phil and conversations around the table, I began to realise I was deeper into this than I thought. Phil challenged us to start talking to God and recognising his answers. Bronwyn also introduced me to a new phrase, not coincidence, but God incidents. I started thinking about all the moments that the right people have shown up at the right times, no more so than at our wedding earlier this year, where people from all aspects of our lives came together and did more to help than we could ever ask them to do, from flowers to cakes to sound, lighting, music, marquees, Scouts Guard of Honour, putting up and clearing away, and generally making it the best day we could have ever have hoped for. So how come I am here today? Quite simply, you. This church's fellowship. This church has opened my eyes, my heart, and my soul. It has made me realise that the venue is not important. It's the people. Since I've been involved, I've never been criticised or put down or made to feel anything other than welcome and loved. This in itself has made me read more, learn more, and accept more about Jesus. A phrase I heard Edward say in a sermon truly applies to me. I am because we are. Now, I am by no means a finished article, and I will be asking for forgiveness regularly, I'm sure. But I'm ready to accept the Holy Spirit and to give my love back to the Lord and follow his ways. Please do keep praying for us as we find our way along our journey. And please be patient with me. Thank you. Thank you.